Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Great to have you back. Simon Leisha here in beautiful Melbourne, Australia, and I'm joined this week from far across the globe, a colleague of mine, a senior product manager in the OpsWorks team, Amir Golan. Welcome, Amir. Hi. Hi. It's nice to be here. Good to have you. We've, we've made the connection through multiple time and space because the, the day is different, the time is different. You know, we just we don't know what's going on, but uh, we're speaking, so that's working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you work on a really interesting uh, service within AWS called OpsWorks, and we'll, we'll define our terms shortly and make sure we level set with everyone, but we're going to go into some detail about this, uh, this particular service. But one of the reasons why it's great to have you on the podcast is until recently, uh, the endpoint or the service endpoint for OpsWorks was in only one region, and that has now changed to multiple regions, which I know got a lot of people's attention. But before we get into that, uh, Amir, do you want to give us the high-level pitch of what is OpsWorks and what's it used for? Oh, uh, yes, of course. So OpsWorks is uh, mainly used to do operations. Now, uh, operations can mean a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, operations could mean uh, changing your database schemas. It could be uh, building new images to improve your boot times. It could be rotating SSH keys, uh, running OS and package upgrades, uh, deploying new applications, uh, rotating uh, rotating logs. It could be it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. And what we try to do is we try to take all these things and make them a bit easier for uh, developers and operational engineers, and of course DevOps engineers in particular. Uh, we for sure we that's, that's been a real that's been a real focus lately, hasn't it? In terms of automation and efficiency, and you know, doing a lot more management with a lot less people. Yes, uh, we're trying to make our customers' lives just a little bit easier. <laughs> yes, take away some of that heavy lifting. So, how how does what does OpsWorks use to do that? Like, give us a, a bit of a framework, a mental model. Sure. So, OpsWorks uh, to give all these operational capabilities, it uses uh, a very very um, model construct. We have uh, first of all the ability to group uh, and model your applications. That means we use something called stacks and layers. That lets you um, close your applications in some sort of a, some sort of an object-based uh, definition. Uh, a stack could mean uh, an environment. It could be it could be staging. It could be production. It could be development. You define what it is, and inside that stack, you can have uh, the layers of your application. Uh, the load balancing layer, the application layer, the database layer. You can define whatever how many layers you want and how every layer looks like. Uh, on top of that, every one of those layers has its own lifecycle events. That means that every single instance uh, or that resource that lives within that layer will have its own lifecycle from the time it's being created until the time it's being decommissioned. Uh, and I'll get to that uh, in a little later in our talk. Uh, we also let users handle control access management to those resources. That means the stacks and the layers that are created, we let users define who has access to those resources within them. And we even propagate those permissions all the way down to the instance where they are defined on the upper level object. We also let users define uh, or gather monitors from the resources that are encapsulated within those stacks and layers and aggregate them on a layer and in a stack level. So you can say, I know how low that my production environment is on a CPU memory process count level. Um, uh, we also have an integration with CloudWatch Logs, and we allow you to take application logs and present in the CloudWatch Logs console. 
and even our own logs are presented through our console. So you don't have to go through and necessarily log into the instance and start doing some analysis. You can do that without actually going into your instances. And overall, so what's, of, yes. So I was going to say a lot of a lot of automation, a lot of uh, efficiency there. So before we before we really dive into that. Um, as I, as I sort of called out, there's been a bit of a change in terms of how we control the service, isn't there, in terms of the endpoints? They're, uh, they're more available than ever before. Yes. Uh, so back in the day, we used to have a single endpoint through which you managed every single stack that was spread globally. So you could still create uh, stacks in various regions, but they would all be managed through a single endpoint. Uh, now that has changed. Now you can create uh, stacks that are managed by their respective regional endpoints. So if you create a stack in Japan, it will be managed by our Japanese endpoint uh, as opposed to the past. This increases, of course, uh, a lot of... Uh, this increases the reliability of our service because you're now not no longer dependent on a single endpoint. That's great. And also just, I think, from a, a, a mental model perspective, helps people when they say, hey, I'm connecting to this particular endpoint in this region and everything I'm doing is in the region as well. So uh, it's, it's kind of a, a habit we've got into, which is nice that this now matches that model as well. Yes, yes. So I know one of the things, I mean, you were really keen to share with our listeners was, uh, was operational efficiency and how we can make the, the process of operations easier, and, and particularly in terms of sort of larger scale systems and things that take a lot of time. What are some of the the really good bits that might catch someone's eye in terms of using OpsWorks? Sure. So uh, we uh, it's, it's important to know that we use Chef, which is a configuration management software, uh, to those who are familiar with it. And what Chef does, it uses uh, a Ruby DSL uh, to provide abstractions for common OS operations. That means that I'll be able to define whatever I want to be done on my instance inside something called a chef recipe that's written in Ruby and assign it to those lifecycle events that I just described. That means on boot time, I can tell an instance, run this set of recipes or run this Ruby script and install these and these dependencies on each and every box. Using those chef recipes lets me provide consistency across my entire development environment, staging, and production. I can make sure every single one of them runs the exact same recipes with the customization that each and one of these environment needs while still remaining consistent. And again, we're applying those recipes throughout the lifecycle of the instance, and an instance can have many stages throughout the lifecycle. We're talking before, once we boot the instance, we can uh, once we do that, we have to set up the instance. That is one lifecycle event. We have another one to deploy an application or a new application. That's another. We have one to undeploy an application, and we have one to shut down, or the what Ruby script to run before the instance is shut down. For example, it could be uploading a set of logs to an S3 bucket from the instance. And a lot of our customers actually use OpsWorks as a fleet management tool. Because we also allow users to scale and provision instances directly through our console and APIs. Okay, so you can use it to, to grow and shrink your fleet as required, knowing that everything is installed on them. Um, you're not necessarily having to bake AMIs. It's all dynamic configuration. Yes, and, and something else that we do is we, we have a very interesting feature called auto-healing, where once we sense an instance is no longer healthy, we refresh that, we replace that instance for you. So uh, a lot of fleet management-related capabilities, these are just some of them. Fantastic. And, and I think it's inter interesting when we talk about scale, 
we're not necessarily talking about hundreds of servers. Um, you know, once you've done a really boring task on 10 different servers, you're kind of over it. So this, this extends in that sort of middle zone as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It, it goes anywhere from having two instances to a fleet of hundreds of instances. You can decide how you work with this. And the beauty of using Chef is that you can leverage all the community knowledge. Chef has a marketplace of, uh, it's called the Marketplace for Cookbooks and Recipes, the chefmarketplace.io. And using that marketplace, you can take existing knowledge and existing best practices and apply them to your environment with relative, with relative ease. Okay, so you're taking the, the really the, the community information and you can use it on the service. You don't have to do any special changes or any modifications. It just is letting you use those chef recipes as is. Yes, a lot of people can use uh, some of their chef recipes just as is. Uh, and when you feel the time is right, you can start editing them and match them specifically to what you're trying to achieve and customize them to, the, to have the best fit for your environment. Fantastic. And have there been some sort of interesting uses you've seen or some some best practices and some, some good stuff you've seen our customers do with OpsWorks? Uh, sure. Uh, we, we have a, a wide variety of um, best practice cookbooks that we recommend people to use. And uh, those are also, of course, available in the Chef Marketplace and are referenceable through us. And uh, some of those best practices uh Come back to the to the task that I described earlier: how to change database schemas, how to deploy a new application, how to rotate SSH users, which we actually allow you to do, how to manage user access, uh, how to run uh, package and OS updates, uh, how to set up your monitors, and, and generally how to manage your fleet in the most automated and efficient way possible. All these are uh, baked into OpsWorks. Fantastic. Now, one of the things that's interesting about OpsWorks is it, of course, works uh, on Amazon EC2, but you can also use it on-premises as well, so you can manage your entire environment in kind of a similar way. Yes. So we have the import feature, and what this lets you do is take any sort of instance you have within the list of supporting operating systems that we have, which is quite extensive, and link it or import it to an existing stack you define in OpsWorks. And that means that every single recipe that you define uh, to run on those instances in a specific layer uh, uh, attached to a specific lifecycle event will also apply to your um, to your instance that, to your host that you've just assigned to that stack in the exact same way. So you can even do uh, local cookbook development or cookbook and recipe development for yourself, or you can just manage a fleet of on-prem instances that are usually. Uh, let's say, static and are remaining consistent. That's really powerful, really powerful. And it's interesting because if you look at the the, the pricing for OpsWorks, um, certainly when you when you run it on, on EC2, it has the sort of pricing that I like, which is it's free. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, of course, pay for the AWS resources that you might create using OpsWorks, but uh, the use of OpsWorks itself on EC2 doesn't cost anything. But even if you're using it for uh, on-premises servers, you're only paying... Uh, two cents per hour for each agent that's deployed. So um, you're still getting a very low cost but high manageability capability. Yes, that is correct. Had to make sure I get the, the pricing right for you, Amir, otherwise uh, you know, I'll get into trouble with you. So I want to make sure that uh, our listeners knew exactly uh, exactly where they stand. It's a great, a great service and it's quite a, a visually appealing service. I remember the last time I had a bit of a – uh, explore of, of OpsWorks, the, the console experience is actually really nice. It uh, lets you see what's going on pretty well. Uh, yes, yes. Our, our console is uh, 
as one of our greatest investments. Uh, we, we like to spend a lot of time on usability and uh, we keep uh, investing in our console to make it better uh, based on what our customers are telling us to like more. Uh, and one important thing to note is also uh, some of our latest enhancements also include an integration with CoPipeline, our, uh, C, um, our service in Amazon that helps you uh, build a proper CI/CD pipeline for your software development process. That's fantastic because a lot of our uh, listeners uh, have been hearing me talk about code deployment, code pipeline, and code commit, etc. So, you know, code pipeline helps you create sequences of events and approval levels and other good things. So, the fact that you can integrate that with OpsWorks to do the actual deployment work is a very powerful capability. Um, Amir, thank you so much for your time today. It's been uh, great to speak with you, and uh, we'll have to co- have you come back and, and tell us more about OpsWorks in the future. Will do. Fantastic. And thanks, everyone, for listening. As ever, we love to get your feedback. Uh, AWS podcast at Amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.